a reading from Acts. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, he took them to the room upstairs. All the windows stood, all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put them all outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then, calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from Revelation. I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. 
for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter. Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the people gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. The experiences of the people who were around during the time of Jesus' crucifixion and the time immediately after that are not experiences that can be fully conveyed to us through words or through the stories that have come down to us about those times. You know what it's like. Something powerful happens in your life either a challenge or something uplifting. Maybe a close family member dies or there's a big transition or an experience that you have during a retreat. A child is born. You can't convey to other people that experience. And yet, something radical happened at that time that is being conveyed to us here And now, at this table, in this place, 2,000 years later, in a world that's very different and unimaginable to those who were living at the time, something is being conveyed here. It's a current, a flow of something that we are a part of. We come here with our needs. We come here for a variety of reasons for assurance in our deepest pain, for a sense of hope at times of hopelessness, for comfort, 
for the feeling that there is something more to life than what we experience. Something that can meet us in our sense of inadequacy or inner failures. We come here to know God or to have deeper connections with one another. Something is being conveyed here apart from stories. Something radical, as was conveyed then. Take Peter, for example. Peter was a broken man. We can't know his experience, but this is the same Peter who we heard about just four weeks ago who denied Jesus, who did what he said he would never do. Standing outside while Jesus was at trial, warming his hands by the fire, and people came up to him and said, weren't you with that guy? No, no, that wasn't me. And again, hey, didn't I see you in the group? No, 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 that wasn't me. And the third time, don't you know him? And Peter says, I don't know him. And the cock crows, and Peter's heart is broken, and he runs away, weeping bitterly. And yet, then we see him today in the story in Acts, where he is participating in an act of bringing new life where there appeared to be death. He brought new life to a woman named Tabitha, who had been working in a community of followers of Jesus, and she had been making dresses and and tunics for the widows, for this very marginalized, powerless part of the community. In those times when a widow lost her husband, she had no way to make money to own property. She was left with nothing. And these widows were standing around Tabitha's bed, around what appeared to be a lifeless body, weeping. And new life was conveyed in a man, through a man, who had appeared to be broken and had been filled with fear. New life was conveyed into this community through the work of a woman. And today, here, something is being conveyed, something is being given, offered to us, something life-giving to meet us, where new life can come into our brokenness. New life can disrupt our fears or hesitancies or our mistakes. Something is being conveyed here through this community at this table, through the ministries that happen here. Acts that may seem mundane or that are not, because you never know what action you might take, what kindness, what simple ministry that can turn someone's life around, that can lift someone up, that can save someone, that can convey what was given and started 2,000 years ago. We heard in our prayer earlier that Jesus died once but is giving life eternally. Many people come to this church broken and are here broken, have a deep hunger or a need for a closer relationship with God and one another, are longing to feel God's presence or to be seen or to feel as if they matter. Many of us go through times, I know I certainly have, When we feel dead inside, we feel a hopelessness. And there are things that are being conveyed here 
that restore hope in a real way, that bring new life. Something powerful and radical is being conveyed. It is said that the disciples knew Jesus in the breaking of the bread. We too know something through the breaking of the bread. The bread is taken and blessed and broken and given out and something of nourishment, life-giving nourishment is conveyed. And we too are instruments of God in being taken and blessed and broken and with the capacity through God to convey something into the world. Our relationship with God is not just for ourselves. It's a channel. Our presence here with one another as people who are striving to be faithful and support each other in this journey of life, that presence is a channel. This community is a channel. Our service in ministries here in this community are a channel that bring new life, that convey something. They are not just mundane actions, but profound actions that can bring us back to life in ways we know and in ways we don't. There are men and women here who are bringing new life to themselves and others and to the community as they participate in the work. I was privileged while I was here this semester to go to Mount Carmel on Tuesday when hot lunch is served to people in the community who are homeless. And it may appear that what is happening there is that food is being made and food is being served and food is being cleaned up. And that is happening. But there's something much deeper happening. People are being loved back into life. Relationships are forming and something powerful is happening. In the children's programs and the youth ministry here, it's not just about ideas being taught to young people so that they'll be acquainted with a faith. They are being loved into life, and it is a conveyance of something profound. Who knows where their lives will lead and when they will need courage and strength to deal with the circumstance of their lives and be able to call on what is being given to them here, or when they'll be able to offer something to someone else's life, to save someone else's life, to bring someone else out of despair and hopelessness and back into the sensation of life. The greeters here do something seemingly very simple. They say hello, and they let people know where they can find things here. They give them a name tag. And that's a wonderful way to greet people and help them feel welcome. But more is happening than that. Something is being conveyed. We never know what someone is bringing through the door with them as they come. Some brokenness, some trauma, some dark place, some longing. Something through that connection with a human being here is conveyed. A spin-off of that is the newcomer hospitality group that will be meeting this Tuesday to talk about ways that we can more warmly and fully welcome and inform people as they come here, as newcomers, as they explore this place. It's daunting to come to a new church and thinking of new ways to offer them hospitality in the same way we, could, we would welcome someone to our home. And still there, something is being conveyed. Susanna Johnson 
who is a relatively newcomer here to this community, is revitalizing the pastoral care ministry, thinking about ways that we care for people in this community in times of need, in times of being uh, homebound or in a hospital or going through a traumatic time or just bringing a flower or a gift to someone at home or giving someone a call, bringing them communion. These are meaningful things that matter to people's lives. And already many people have expressed great interest in being a part of that. This choir here, the beautiful voices, who, who can say how those voices, how the music we hear on Sunday heals and soothes and supports someone's faith journey and lifts them up? There's so many more ministries that can be named here that are more than just mundane actions, but channels that are conveying something. They are vehicles, and you never know what actions, no matter how small, can bring redemption and salvation to places of brokenness like Peter, to places of lifelessness like Tabitha. What we do matters. It's huge in ways that we can't imagine, and our actions ripple out from us to others. We heard today in our psalm that the Lord is like a shepherd who leads us, who revives our soul and guides us along the right pathways. And through this, we are comforting. We are comforted. In Revelations, we heard about the throngs, the multitudes, people of all languages and tribes, the elders and the angels who are gathered around God And who are they? It was said that these are they who have come out of the great ordeal. We are coming out of the great ordeal. We are being led to know that we can stay with God day and night. And we're told that it is God who will guide us to springs of the water of life and will wipe away every tear from our eyes. All of this is good news. Please don't underestimate the profound value of doing what is done in this place, in this community, and the profound value of what is being offered here. It's a beautiful thing. Once I met a fisherman. It was during a retreat that I was leading back in Ohio, And I was standing in a circle with a group of people deep in the forest next to a river. And just as we had paused, I saw coming around the bend a fisherman with his tackle box and his boots and a rod slung over his shoulder. And as soon as he saw us and our posture, he paused very respectfully as if to allow us as much time as we needed. I had just had the sense that in the midst of this morning-long, silent walk, that a prayer at that time was needed or a sharing. And since I didn't know how long we would take, I gestured to him and said, you can pass through. And so he came to pass through, and wanting him to feel comfortable as he walked through the circle, I said, what are you fishing for? And he got this big smile on his face. I could could feel his respect and love for the fish. He had bright, clear eyes and a humble presence. And he said, 
smallmouth bass, they shine in the sun like silver. You can see them in the water as they glint and shimmer. And they're very strong because they love to swim in the center of the current. And then he just went on. We never saw him again that day in the forest. But that was it. That was the message and the prayer and the sharing that was needed in that moment. Let us be easily seen in the world by our glinting and sparkling in the light like silver. Most of all, let us become strong by swimming in the center of the current, the center of God's flowing movement and conveyance into our lives. Let us be bathed in it. Let us become strong by loving to be in that place. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.